Crazy Psychology in Real Life with Dr. Kim Champion and host Malachi Champion, where we discuss how we are all more okay than we sometimes think or feel. Join us on a journey where we explore psychological concepts and apply them to our everyday lives. The other thing that sounds like an episode to me just while we're on this topic is, um, am I the dysfunction or are you? Oh, I love that. Yes. That's actually sure. a title, too. We're, yeah. We should probably write that I down. I think so. Right next to the ADHD supercut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the distraction? No. Dysfunction. <laughs> that was Freudian. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, or are you? Okay. I gotta write that down. We're back! Yay! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to You're Not Crazy Psychology in Real Life. This is... Our re-entry into podcasting. We didn't really plan on having as long of a break between episodes as we have had. However, uh, as we will discuss going forward, life has kind of decided to give us other things that need doing. Uh, and it has made it difficult to also keep up the motivation and pace with podcasting. But we'll get there first. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm excited because we are recording together in the same room oh, right now. Oh, um, who are you? Oh, right. I'm Kim Champion. Did you say your name? No. Oh, who are you? I'm Malachi, also champion. No relation. No. It's very coincidental. <laughs> Anyways, um, very excited because even though Malachi did move over a year ago, like a year and coming year and up, about a half ago, yeah. yeah, he and his wife are visiting, which is super awesome, and that gives us an opportunity to actually sit in the same room and record, like we did way in the beginning. So I'm excited for us to have times like this every once in a while that we can do. Gotta capitalize. That's right. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I moved away from Delaware because it's so unbelievably hot in the summer and humid to boot. And then also the winters are mild, but we're not there yet. And uh, we're down for a week and it is hotter this week than it has been for the entire rest of the summer in Vermont. And so I'm suffering for that reason, but it's really nice to be home, be around uh, my family and stuff. Well, what makes life even grander is that we discovered today that our air conditioner is broken. So the last three days in Delaware, we're, as we record, it's September. The last three days have been excessive heat advisories. Um, Mid to upper 90s. Yeah. And now our air conditioning is completely off. So And humid. The air conditioner is not humid. No, but Delaware is. Oh, Delaware is humid, yes. <laughs> so I, I guess to see their parents they have to suffer i do but you know what that's life <laughs> yeah so why don't we talk for a minute about where we have been so where have you been malachi i've been in vermont um we moved to a place that neither of us had technically lived before but it's 20 minutes from a place we've both lived so it's not a completely new setting and everything but I had to, you know, uh, find work and reestablish my work from home workflow. And um, I did find brick and mortar work fairly quickly, but it didn't turn out to be a great fit. And so a couple months into that, I had to find another 
brick and mortar workplace and that is a really good fit and so I've been there for a little over a year now and I have established a a work from home workflow my stream is is fairly strong still I'm actually gonna be going up to two days a week instead of one so tell them what your stream is it's a classic Nintendo kind of variety and and more variety than exclusively classic Nintendo that's just what I, I know and grew up playing but like Right now, I'm working on a, a Hollow Knight series. I play a lot of randomizers. If you're interested in what that means, tune into my stream sometime. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Champ the Hippie. I'll link you to it Thank in you. the notes. Um, and we can talk about it there. But it's classic Nintendo and then derivatives of that. Hollow Knight came out maybe... Maybe... Oh, jeez. I don't know. What year is it now? Um, <laughs> probably six, seven years ago now. Uh, but it's heavily inspired by kind of an equal measures Dark Souls, which is not classic Nintendo, and Super Metroid, which is classic Nintendo. It's a cozy game, but also it'll grind you into the dust if you're not ready for what it's going to throw at you. So it's fun. Wow. It sounds a little harsh to me, but... I mean, yeah, but that's what classic <laughs> gaming was like. Got it. <laughs> and uh, I'm actually, in terms of work-from-home workflow... Uh, I've found that uh, I miss writing regular articles, so I have, over the last month, I guess, two months maybe, been getting a new website ready to go in order for me to have a place that's clean and fresh to write articles. And I have my first one coming out within the next week or so, and I'm excited about that too. Hopefully, between now and when this actually airs, that article will be out. And, and, and then we, some. I, and I will link you to, in the show notes, we'll link you to his website that has all the... Stuff. That is going to be his um, content place. Nexus. Yes, Nexus is a good word. I also had a significant writing project happen, but you also did. And since I've been hogging the microphone for the last several minutes, I'd like to hear about what you've been up to. Oh, thank you. This episode of You're Not Crazy, Psychology in Real Life is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online platform for therapy. As we started to gain a little bit of traction in the first series of episodes that we published, I realized that it would probably be a good partnership between You're Not Crazy and BetterHelp in terms of accessibility and flexibility. They're fantastic. Absolutely. I agree. When Malachi brought it up, I started exploring their resources and what they have to offer. I am really impressed. I had been thinking for a little while that it might be helpful for me to do another course of therapy, just brush up on a few things. And so I did start therapy with a BetterHelp therapist, and I am really getting a lot out of it. I like her approach, and she's a really good fit for me. That's awesome. I understand, though, that if she wasn't, BetterHelp makes it very easy to switch so, listeners, if you guys are interested, head over to the link in our show notes to sign up. With our special link that they've given us, you will get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp, and it will benefit the show as well. That's BetterHelp.com slash YNC podcast. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash YNC podcast. So head on over there and get yourself started. Well, I've had a few really exciting things, actually. I love doing this podcast. I love 
communicating the information and I hope that it is helpful to people and I love hanging out with you Malachi to do it. <laughs> Me? Malachi? Yeah, you Malachi. <laughs> I've been very excited to get back to it but in the meantime during our hiatus here a few very exciting projects came up that took all of my non-day job uh, energy and time. So one of them was just fun, just my own personal growth, and that is I'm taking wine classes to get certified in wines of the world, and I'm hoping that I can just do some little fun things like tastings with friends and... Hosting them. Hosting tastings. I've been doing tastings. That's a whole other... I've been doing tastings. <laughs> yeah. But hosting some tastings, maybe do a little little side gig of hosting a tasting with for a bachelorette party or something. I don't know. Just some fun things like that. So what, what exactly does the certification mean or do? The certification means that I will have learned about the fundamentals of wine, the history of it, the growing of the grapes, the different winemaking processes. The growing, the pressing, and the fermentation? Yes, or and possibly secondary and tertiary fermentation, but that's beside the story. Now you're just flaunting your fancy <laughs> education. This is not the podcast oh, for that. Oh, sorry. Is... Okay. <laughs> and then how do I identify, how to evaluate wine based on wine labels and based on taste, smell, sight, mouthfeel, and, and all that stuff. So I... I've learned a lot. I could become a sommelier if I wanted to, like a, a low-level sommelier. This is, this is that process of I becoming could, a sommelier? I could take... This is the knowledge I would need to sit for exam for that. Nice, okay. Um, but I also could just, in my semi-retirement, maybe work for a winery and run some casual tastings and just just have fun with it. So yeah, that's been my... That's been one thing, and... I have one one podcast host-style question for you about, like, things you've learned in, in these classes. How much difference does it really make what geographic area a wine comes from? And briefly, why, I suppose. Okay, the brief, the brief answer is, depending on what your interest is in wine, very little or a ton. <laughs> Sounds like wine. <laughs> Right. So if you just know that you like red wines and you're satisfied with, I like a bold red, um, you can find bold reds from all different regions and like different things about them and enjoy that. If you are really looking at the fine points and, and wanting to pick out... Oh yes, notes of tobacco and stone fruit. Okay, yes. If you're, if you're wanting to be more specific like that, you could really find nuances between you know, red grapes grown in Oregon versus California. and, and a, Those are too close. That's why I'm saying you can oh. find a significant difference between grapes grown in, in fairly close, close like regions. That. I see, I see. Yeah. So there is a difference, and if you're, if you're willing to read the fine print, then you, there is an entire world out there to explore. It's not just people being pretentious about this yeah. elevated thing. Right. Right. I'm not a wine snob. My favorite bottles of wine are still $8. So. <laughs> I was going to say 15 so you're doing better than me. Well, that's a, a 150, <laughs> a one and a half liter. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, and then the other project I have worked on that I'm really excited about and I'm actually hoping will morph into one of our episodes this season is the nonprofit that I work with. We have been working on publishing a journal article about 
doing trauma healing work in Burundi, Africa. Now, journal article, this is a peer-reviewed scholarly publication process. Yes, which is what has made it so intense and so time-consuming, and I'm so far removed from the part of my training where I did that, that I was relearning tons of stuff. I had some great support, some people around me who were really helpful. Um, I was also there. Yes. Well, in Burundi. <laughs> well, in um, Burundi, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I was in your life during this time. I just don't know that I was one of the super helpful, supportive people. I mean... Well, supportive, yes. But... I'm sure emotionally, but... Right. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping to get one or two people involved with that process um, interviewed because it's so... Well, it's fascinating to me because... I love the field of trauma, and I love the idea of getting more trauma treatment cost-effectively to remote areas of the world um, where, in fact, it is needed really badly. That is a huge passion for me. I would love to talk about that a little more on this podcast. So, Speaking of that, did you acquire a new certification as, as well? I did, actually. Um, during this time, I also worked on a certified clinical trauma professional credentialing. So, Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division? Not exactly. Is that what you said? Not exactly. That's <laughs> what it felt like. But because I have specialized in trauma treatment for quite a while, I thought it would be nice to have an actual credential that I you know, can have that behind me too. And it did strengthen my knowledge. I, I nice. did learn new stuff from that. It More was, than continuing education normally does? Yes. More than just typical continuing ed. So that's been great. I hope that is reflected in some of the stuff we communicate. And one last thing, we can always cut this down if we've gone on too long, but what what was your big writing project? My big writing project was Pushkin Children's Literature and Oxford University collaborated to hold a new fantasy contest in commemoration of 50 years since J.R.R. Tolkien died. It was specifically a young adult and middle grade, which is actually younger than young adult, fantasy contest. And so I spruced up the project that I've been working on since college <laughs> and got it to a complete manuscript level with a proper beginning, middle, and an end. It is a book one, but book one still have to have a satisfying ending. And I was able to submit that 55,000. It was a 50,000 word minimum. Mine came out to a little over 55K. So I officially have written an epic fantasy novel. Um, Yay! Hooray, yeah. It did not make it past the first cut in the contest. I have decided, or I decided ahead of time, that if that happened, it would be because it was not proper YA, which has to do with theming and age of protagonist and uh, that sort of thing. I'm not writing a coming-of-age story. I'm not writing a young person going through self-exploration kind of a story. I'm writing about understanding your place in the world and kind of seeing being realistic about the way that the world is, seeing the beauty and the flaws and being a part of bringing everything forward for everybody is kind of what I want to, what are all the themes that I want to focus on in my writing. And that's not quite YA, that's early adult, I think, which is, would be the next age group up. And so I didn't make it past the first cut in this contest, but it, I think that it was like I was in the wrong event. I also think the victory was in seeing the deadline, getting something submittable that was good, submitted. And it was good. 
I was able to get that in, I'm happy with what I, I came up with, and now that I have it written, I have a great kind of concept and understanding for how I want to bring the series forward in terms of uniqueness and narrative focus. Uh, unfortunately, that does mean that I'll have to dismantle the book that I have written, but... That makes me tired to hear, but... Oh, I know. This is why fantasy authors don't... This is why some fantasy authors don't put books out very quickly, is because it's, right. it's all so tightly woven, and it, everything affects everything else. And But I have a clear path forward, so I'm excited. So that's what's been dominating my thoughts. Well, that's recently. awesome. Yeah, and, and that's awesome. So these things that we've just spent several minutes explaining are the things we've been focusing on. And as we've talked about previously in this podcast, humans are cyclical. I think we function in seasons, whether it's the weather or seasons of life or... Now you've got rent stuck in my head. <laughs> and the other thing is, we've also talked about how we both have ADHD. So... Once we started to get a little overwhelmed, um, then the podcast kind of slipped into the background a bit. So what we did is we got together, we figured out our workflow so that we would have an ebb and a flow, a seasonal kind of quality where we will have breaks and we will have seasons. And it feels like a much more sustainable process. So what you're saying is we've planned out a release structure that we are going to be following fairly strictly going forward so that both you, dear listeners, and we know what to expect from us and when. Right. And part of the thought process is a little bit less content, but consistently, is we're hoping a better experience or a good experience for you guys as listeners. Yeah. Um, and also, it will be a good flow for us. Do you want to talk about what our release schedule is going to be, or do you want me to? You can read your handwriting better than I can, so I think you should. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what we have decided together is that we will be doing roughly six to nine episodes per season, and we will be releasing them bi-weekly over a period of three to four months. So as you are hearing this in November, that gives you the idea that the beginning of our current season is November and our content will be released bi-weekly into February. And then we will be producing more content and we will be releasing our second season, uh, well, really our third yeah, season, season yeah. will be sometime in probably spring, early summer. And that will also be about three to four months. And we're hoping to basically have two seasons a year that follow about that format. And once we get through one year cycle, we'll be able to have an idea what works and what doesn't, and we'll update you if it's going to change. Yeah, so we we have built in a production cycle that we feel will be sustainable, has been the, the kind of goal. And so these breaks in, in content will also be breaks for us in production, not just in publication, so that we can really be bringing you the best content that we can. We want to up the quality and we want to up the, the reliability. Right. We're going to do that by pacing ourselves. Exactly. So we've, we've made it clear that we planned this out and we made it clear that we're, we're trying to step up our game. What details can we divulge now about 
how that's going to manifest. None. Oh, well, it's... thank you for listening. No. Okay, yeah, so we're going to be continuing a couple of the series that we started it last season. It's actually just series, but oh. that really doesn't feel good to use, does it? No, it sounds wrong. Series is. So we've done a few episodes on understanding certain diagnoses. We'll have one or two more of those this season, probably schizophrenia. Because we... we have a couple episodes we already recorded. Yes, we do. We have content from last season that didn't get aired that we are going to refurbish and edit, and we'll be releasing those this season. We will be, again, focusing on trying to help psychological principles be more digestible and more usable in your own life. So topics like how do we build good habits and routines for ourselves. Um, no, we're asking. Yeah, no, let us know, please. <laughs> Um, we do have some fun bonus material already recorded that we haven't edited and used, and we have some ideas for some more, including some discussions with people who are not our voices, which is Ooh. fun. Um, we are hoping to have at least one more uh, interview episode this season. I, I mean, one this season. We had one last season. We, in fact, that was our finale was our interview with Kate Russell, which we really enjoyed. And I would like to delve more into trauma, that being a um, topic that is, I'm very passionate about, matters to me a lot, and I, it's really the original inspiration behind You're Not Crazy, because the symptoms of trauma often make you feel crazy. So we're gonna be parsing that out more this season. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited too, and I'm thrilled that you guys have tuned back in, and I'm thrilled that you've listened all the way to this point to find out about our season. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, podcast isn't really worth very much if people don't listen to it, so you guys bring as much value to this as we do, and uh, it really means a lot to us. And as always, we love feedback. We have places on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if you want to give us some feedback. It's called X now. Twitter X? No, just X. Big black X, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, big white X on a black background. There we go. There it is. Um, it's a bizarre anyway. name to me. It is. I think we're trying to be hyper cool, but I'm not sure. Anyways... Yeah, if you want to give us some ideas for topics you'd like to hear about in our spring season, absolutely please reach shout, out. shout them out to us. We also like follow-up questions. Um, you know, topic X made me wonder why, so what do you think of that, Dr. Kim? Also, if you would like to give us a review and a rating on any platform of your choice, that'd be nice. We would love that because I have learned in my very limited social media and podcasting knowledge, I have learned over these few years that when you get ratings and likes and things like that, that more people find you. So I would love that if you guys could just take a minute and do that. So if, yeah, if you find that our content, if you find value in our content, Others will likely as well, and so those reviews and likes and, and stuff um, will obviously benefit us, but it'll also get our words out to more people, and that'd be great for everybody. Yeah, if it's a value to you, then it may be a value to someone who doesn't know we exist. Precisely. Um, and we, we really want to be of value, so that would be awesome. So as we say, look forward to, should be two weeks from now, right? Two weeks from now will be our... Technical episode one episode of one. season two. And you'll be able to find it, obviously, right where you found this. 
And we love you, and thank you for watching. We're, We're really so glad to be back. Really excited. Um, and I hope you're as excited as we are. Thank you for listening. We'll see you, or I guess you'll hear from us in two weeks. I'm still Malachi. And I'm still Kim. <laughs> and we always like to remind you that you're always going to be with you. So it's good to be an ally to yourself. Remember always to be gentle with yourself. Take care, y'all. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of You're Not Crazy, Psychology in Real Life. We hope that you enjoyed it and maybe learned something along the way. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at You're Not Crazy PC. We'd love to hear from you. You're Not Crazy is produced for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended to be psychotherapy of any type. No discussion, commentary, words, or suggestions are meant to be construed as therapy, intervention, diagnosis, or as constituting a therapeutic relationship. If you feel unsafe, suicidal, homicidal, or in danger of harming yourself or others in any way, please seek therapeutic or crisis intervention through medical or mental health services in your area or call 911.